We are back for part two of this amazing interview with Mercedes on musicality and expression. If you haven't listened to part one yet, you're going to want to start there. It's it's interesting to hear you talk about this because like it's what you see when like when I watch you dance, it's what I see is that the musicality and the expression, and the feeling are so intertwined. And for you to tell us that like this is how how you process music and how you get to that point like makes complete sense <laughs> to me like having watched you dance and listening to this explanation it's like oh well yes that is of course that's how she does it like of course they're so intertwined but so many people they don't like that's not how a lot of us are taught right we're taught to sit and break down the music and here's the different pieces of it and then adding expression and feeling and that that oomph to the music is is a separate study it's something that happens completely separately from the study of the music and the musicality portion of like learning how to translate the music with your body but here it's so intertwined like you really do it hand in hand and i think that that's that's a really unique way of looking at it from like a lot of the teachers that i've studied with and heard from in the past but i i adore it like of course right? Of course they go hand in hand like this. What it sounds like to me is that exploring musicality and exploring expression in this way requires you to be, I don't know if confident is the right word, but very in tune with your body and your feelings and, and yourself. And so many of us are not there, right? We second guess, the music comes on and we second guess ourselves. We're not confident in the movements. We're like, oh no, what do I do? The music is happening. Like, how do you how would you tell anybody struggling with that to like really listen to themselves within the music so that they can express it? And it's, it's just strange because um, I think your, your, your second question was, it, it can, I also can relate it to the, to the previous one with um, self-expression means so many things to so many people. Mm-hmm. And, and there are so many. Um, and again, this is my an, an analytical uh, side when I ask, ask those questions. And believe me, that's super confusing sometimes. And that, but still keeps you going. I mean, it still keeps you going towards some kind of understanding, better understanding, deeper understanding. So even when you're in doubt, and you have to have those questions. Yeah, you, don't, don't worry. There are going to be moments when you, like I'm talking about myself, there have been moments when I was completely confused about the million questions I had. And, uh, and yet it kept me going. Like, for example, um, this is one thing. Uh, how do you approach your own feelings at all? How, mm-hmm. how do you approach them? And then what, what do you do with them? How do you transform them into movement? And then do you want, do you really want to do that? Do you really need to do that? Or you can you approach it just as an actor or an actress, you know, like a kind of like a to to really to just to just keep it as a part of a performance or or can you take it can it be still real while being technical, like approach it in the other way, as you mentioned, yeah. like build up technically and put the and attach the, the emotions and and so the, the, the fun thing that there are no answers at all, like no general answers. There right. are always, there are just ways that you choose. And that's like so interesting because uh, I also exp- um, discovered that, but you can't just go there and tell people like, yay, feel, and then just, just take that feeling and, you know, show it in your face. And, but it's, it's not working like that. That's why I'm, I, I kind of, I think I turned it the other way around. And that's what I would, I would add here now. That's why I, that's also why I have 
done what you said I've done that that I didn't approach emotions like an extra layer the top you know the cherry on the top Mm -hmm. but I'm taking it from the from the very beginning part of the movement part of the, the the practice part of the 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 understanding because I think um it's just movements are feelings I I mean I can't highlight that enough but when you you always feel something when you do a movement right but before you do a movement you already feel something also if I'm not talking about specific choreography at the moment but I'm talking about when you get to you want to create your new dance or, or something um so two things I would say here is that you gotta allow yourself to feel those feelings and of course every country's um having its own way and speed and discoveries and styles but but what i have seen happening once those students i realized they just needed the permission to feel i felt like sometimes i needed to tell them that what they feel what they think what they want to do is is valuable is precious is beautiful they can and even if it's not ready even if it's confusing i just 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 do it just try to try to approach it just let it let it happen. Um, that is nice. If you if if you express with your face or with your body or with your arm or whatever what you are actually going through, that that is beautiful. Like, but I know that that was a bit tricky because I'm still in a different position, like in a dance class. And if I tell them that they can do that, so they do it. It's still a kind of a double-edged sword because you know it's it's. And when I'm saying they needed the permission, I'm I'm, I'm it's not a very um, I mean, that's not the final step when they get that kind of permission from a, from a, from a teacher. So that wasn't like, that's not the, the final station that I tell them that they can feel so they start to be able to, to express their feelings on, on the stage. But there, for example, the first step was that somebody told them that they can and it's nice. And then they dared to try and then they realized it feels good. It feels good. It just feels good. So they want to keep trying what feels good. Why wouldn't they do something that doesn't feel good? And then suddenly it started to change. And I see crazy uh, developments and so many uh, amazing artists um, evolve from from there. So many feelings. I mean, emotional styles, styles that are so personal and brave. And, and obviously, it's not that you need an outside source to tell you that you're allowed to feel and express it. But if you do, we're here to say that you are. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, but, but probably it's going to be yourself, like in our cases or in cultures where it was always supported or, you know, neutral, or, but you had the chance or you have the chance because we are all so different. That's why I'm, I'm coming back to the point, like what is self-expression exactly? Is it that, um, is it that something that your community expects you to do because of certain cultural uh, or traditional ways of, of being on stage? Like the dancers in here are on stage expressing that. Or yeah, at the moment, it's very popular to be a little more uh, dramatic or these huge emotions. Or maybe uh, in other places, it's just uh, more popular to, to do the nuanced uh, small things or just, you know, just show style. Or there's so many ways. And so... Uh, and and that's why it's hard to ex- ex- I mean hard to answer because yeah I always I always try to be um, cautious what I say because I know that it's so different in every places and every for everyone and so also it's going to be different for an introverted and an extroverted person it doesn't mean if mm-hmm. you're introverted you can't express yourself of course you can uh, maybe the stage is going to be the place where you can say everything that you cannot say otherwise 
or maybe it's going to be the other way around. You're super extroverted and then you go on stage and you don't know what to do. Um, so I think that's why I, I started with um, first, you got you to gotta give yourself the permission to feel those feelings that you want to express. You got to be sure about the performance that you want to do or the dance you want to dance or the music you want to use. What does that tell you? How do you connect that with your story? What is your story? What is the element of your story or your, you know, your uh, word of emotions that you're bringing into that dance? What is that? Why do you want to bring that? Uh, what does it mean to you? Do you want to give something with it to the audience? Do you want to make them feel heard or seen? You know, you want to make them feel heard or seen, not yourself at the moment, because you want to show them that you, you feel that and they know they're going to feel when you, they're watching you that they felt that too. So you're going to be like a common understanding. This is what you want to do. You want to talk about your deepest, uh, uh, most, you know, hidden emotions that that's the plan or, or you want to give them like, you know, a night of glamour and you want them to just, you know, be so dazzled and, and, and then just happy and energetic after your performance and go home. Like, yeah, that was just so refreshing. The word has just changed. It's always about your decision in the very beginning. What do you, what are you ready to share? What do you really want to share? And what is your, what do you mean? What is your meaning behind? Why do you do that? Um, and then, and what is that feeling exactly? And then if you can kind of, and then I ask, sometimes I ask my students to visualize it or verbalize it. You can, you don't necessarily, you know, you can't always give it a word, but I really believe in the power of words. Um, that once you can give a word to, to a feeling that you want to express or share, then you're going to be closer to be able to, to actually have it in your whole presence, your face, your body, your movement. And then you're going to understand it better. You're going to reach it better. Because we have millions of those expressions. Like, so being expressive on the stage doesn't mean like you're gonna express continuously countless amount of different kind of feelings and expressions. That we have to channel that somehow. Like, also the music helps this process a lot because the music will primary. Why did you choose the music? Mm -hmm. And then you already have one answer. Then what the music tells you, there's gonna be another answer. What's your story that wanna you wanna give? Why do you wanna? That's another two answers. All those answers can be put together like the little puzzle, like the dramaturgy of your dance. And then you're going to be able to answer, you know, to, to yourself, to give yourself the permission. This is what I believe in. This is what I want. This is what I, why I'm doing it. And then I'm just, uh, then you're going to be ready um, to, to actually, um, you know, to, to reach that within you. And now, okay, there's another way when you just want to feel good. You just, it, that's totally valid as well if a music just makes you feel good and you want to share that goodness with, with the people, that's totally valid as well. But I guess when you talk about the expression, it, you talk about something that is more, um, it's like a deeper, um, you know, a little bit more personal uh, uh, way and a little bit more about the so storytelling. So I think that's the, the plan. That, I mean, that's the first step to, to, to give yourself the permission and to, for that, you need to, to approach that, be able to approach it yourself. And once yourself, you are able to approach it, it's going to be so much easier and more comfortable to involve that in your performance. And the other side, what I have just started with, why I, why I explained the whole previous subject about the natural body language. So when you understand how your body likes to move when feeling certain things, and then you, you can do that through different practices, uh, visualization practice, 
you can verbalize feelings also, but I mean, for a dancer, putting yourself into different situations with different kinds of music, understanding the energy of the movements, um, what kind of feelings a certain movement evoke in the body, what does it remind you to? For example, a big body contraction, like a belly contraction is going to make you feel like, it's going to make you feel like uh, being hurt or being happy or being light or being heavy. No, let's say you're going to feel being heavy and being hurt. Okay, so that's your that's going to be a part of your expression for, for a song that is about being hurt and that feels heavy mm-hmm. because your body remembers. Or when you do a chest drop, the chest drop can be just a show element, but the chest drop can say everything about your actual state of mind because, because of the way you stand when you're sad, because of the where you touch first when somebody hurts you. Like it's whole, the whole chest area is so emotional, so sensitive. When you do a chest drop, it can mean a million things. Uh, same thing, you know, about an arabesque when you feel light and airy and romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I do, I do specific practices about that uh, with my students so they understand better what the body feels like doing certain things. And so once you started to understand your own body language, what kind of emotion reflects to what kind of movement or the other way around, what kind of movement makes you feel what? Like if a shoulder drop feels you know, sometimes it feels just fun, it feels playful, but maybe maybe it's going to feel like, uh, you know, an immersing into an emotion because it will push your whole body and it's not just one movement anymore. It's a whole bunch of uh, a flow that's just started. And that's all about experimenting what my body does when it feels certain things. And so that's what you translate later into your, your, your expression in the dance. You have your music, you experiment with moves and then you realize how each movement feels like you realize that the story that you already decided that what you want to share with the people that story that emotion that message let's say it's just a message or let's say it's just a mood but what is going to support that what body move that that feeling evokes so so i'm that's how i'm not i'm not layering like it's not like expression is the last thing expression is what what is so part of the movement Actually, that creates the movement from being an athletic technical thing to a dance movement that you have. Um, that sometimes you don't have a purpose with it. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you don't know what the next one will be. But that moment is somehow connected to your natural body language, which is operating with how it translates feelings from your memory, from your, you know, whatever deeper layers of your soul or from listening to a certain moment of a certain part of a music because that's so that's a trigger everything in the music is a trigger to something in you already in you yeah so that that's how i i would i would what i would suggest is that um first of all you everyone like we should accept that our way everyone's way of expression is a different way everyone's style of, of an expressive dance is a different one maybe for some people it's going to be more energetic and dramatic and maybe for someone else it will be more nuanced more introverted but that's also beautiful i, I really like to watch dancers who are kind of hiding and showing giving a little but keeping so much but i really i really mm-hmm. want to understand what they keep because that's part of the story that i as an audience want to discover that but that's also the dancer's job kind of you invite but you don't show it all so maybe i like that kind of performances a lot um but again you gotta accept it you're gonna give yourself the permission to feel the way you feel that's the way you feel 
if it's not the actual trend, if it comes to dance expression, whatever, that's the way you feel. And an audience needs, the audience is not demanding. The audience accepts and loves and discovers and need to be taught and, and need to be, um, you know, spoiled. Like you, you gotta give so much, they're gonna be fine. But you give the permission to be as you are. And then you can work with this connecting your body language into with, with the movement, with through the body language, your emotions. And then maybe you will not need to force anything. It's just going to happen through the movement. And maybe you will not feel it on your uh, video first time, but, then, but with the time you're going to you know, be more and more comfortable with understanding who you actually are and stop, um, you know, trying to be someone else or something else. Uh, and then you can, you can, you can play this game with your body. Let's, let's just, let's just help each other uh, through body language and expression. This, yes, just yes. Like feel your feelings. You are who you are, right? Like validate that. How does that come out in your dancing? tie it to the moves, use those movements to express those types of feelings. When you feel them in a song It all, it all ties together so wonderfully. And I really like, I, I really appreciate what you said that the, the audience isn't demanding they're there to accept and love and, and be part of the story. Like, I think that's where so much of this, the, the lack of confidence sometimes comes in, right. When dancers they, oh my God, I have to dance at this show or I'm making this video or I'm doing this thing. And they're afraid of what the audience is going to take away, right? Like, oh my God, I have to dance for other dancers or I have to dance for restaurant patrons. Like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? But if you are just comf- like, you are feeling your feelings and you know that they're there to accept and love and be part of the story, right? They're not demanding something from you. It's a totally different dynamic than walking into something and being like, I have to do this, this, and this because they're expecting it. It's a totally different way to look at it. That is, I think, really helpful. And I would like to just add one thing about the fear that you mentioned, like when, you, when we go on stage and we have this fear of, of, uh, of the, 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 the expectations and the, mm-hmm. the reactions from people. And then, but how do we feel when we just, just jump up and dance in front of a mirror or maybe in a dark room or, or what do we feel when we just in a party with our friends and then the music plays and we just go and have fun? Like, it's obvious that once we get on stage, it's a kind of, a, it's heavy. Sometimes it's a responsibility because you're representing something, mm-hmm. not only yourself and what you believe in, but also a culture. And of course, when we talk about all these expression things, we need to mention that when it comes to a, a characteristic song, like a ballad or a folklore or something, then yep. the, the primary, uh, uh, um, you know, um, discovery you have to take is like is like the the actual character of the music and how it's traditionally expressed what are the of course uh, when when you hear your melody even if sometimes the 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 accordion plays like you know like really tearfully and and, and sad but but the, 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 that kind of music is always about the the, the joy and uh, the connection with the with the natural uh, grounded um, mm-hmm. easy feeling so so of course those kind of musics you have already a, a very nice clue because you already have it traditionally but when it comes to a a, a freestyle let's say more free like a rock oriental emergency pop song tarab where there are so many choices of uh, of, of of like follow a technical or a more expressive route um then 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 it comes uh there the question comes like when I just hear that music and I just jump up to dance to it, am I, what am I afraid of? Because 
am I afraid of somebody's watching me? Uh, am I afraid of being uh, um, authentic enough or, or I'm afraid of making a mistake or it's also nice to, to verbalize those things and it will not make it go away. Obviously we shouldn't have so high expectations. Like it's not mm-hmm. going to go away ever. It never went away from me either. And when I'm talking about all these things, I'm not talking about from the highs of, yeah, I really know how to express myself. I always do. And I know I'm never afraid. It's not true. I, I'm almost always afraid a little bit. Um, but fear is it's so tricky. Fear, if, if it's fear of, if it's about the expectations, if it's about mistakes, if it's about those, you know, uh, that's not a good advisor. Um, because, because, yeah, because I think we have to understand that it's like communication and then nothing can go wrong. You just say what you have to say and the audience will react as they react. It's how, what can go wrong? You don't say anything inappropriate. I mean, you're chatting you're letting them know something you want to share something and they're going to tell them some feedback and um so fear can lose its power when you talk about i mean think about it as an as a communication and also there are the, the little fear of of being able to that's my main fear for example being able to 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 be true to myself am i going to be authentic enough to myself because to be authentic to the culture i'm 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 I'm, the frames i'm moving in i already have studied so much about i learned so much but but how do we learn being authentic enough to ourselves and 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 to me that's my, my my fear like sometimes i go on stage and i feel there are different layers like some things that stresses me or or a thought or i'm tired or something and then will i be able to to really be there and be myself. Um, that myself that I discovered through dancing that I wasn't really be able to face before I created my dancer, let's say, personality, which is not different than to my real one, except I'm much more introverted in real life than on stage. <laughs> and, but, on, but what I discovered, who I discovered being on stage and while listening to music it helped me to understand me, myself, the, the, the real me with the darknesses and the flows. And uh, the flow is also interesting. Some, and that's my fear thing. And my students always tell me, but if you don't give 120%, it's still going to be good enough. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah. <laughs> but then actually understanding that, I think it took 20 years, but it's true. You Even if you don't give everything, if you don't feel that you happen to give everything, you still... You were still there. You you still show the part of your soul as much as you were capable of that day, that night. And as a communication, it's valid. It works. So that's my that's my uh, let's say my uh, study at the moment. I haven't I haven't perfected it yet. I'm I'm always afraid of not giving enough and and how I'm. Uh, but but yeah, but 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 you can make fear like an invalid concept in this whole thing, and that's interesting. Like you. I think being vulnerable and making mistakes and being human and I think it's so beautiful. It teaches me and gives me so much more. Yeah, it's part of the process. Yeah. And also as a person, when I see someone on stage, I'm I'm not like I I can't really be uh how to say like sidetracked or I'm not, I mean, I'm I'm let's say I'm very hard to impress, but I'm very easy to impress. Like if someone like like you know um, consciously impressive things won't repress me but a natural human flow and uh, and the person's 
um, little soul that's just sparkling in that moment. Maybe it's not even a movement. Maybe it's just a turn or just a step or just a look. But that being real can impress me so much. And I, I believe in an audience like that. I don't know how to say. I'm, I just, I think, I think, I think we sometimes we, of course, we want to do good to the audience. That's why we are over trying to overachieve. And and, mm-hmm. but, but I think being real has much more of a. And I'm talking about, of course, in a dancer's context. I'm not saying like, oh, forget your dance moves and just go there and have fun. Of course, I'm not saying that. Yeah. But talking about the context of the dance and, and after, you know, the, the practice, the study, the discoveries you have to take, but then you're still at the point of not feeling that you can approach your emotions, then, um, then I, would just, I would just suggest uh, discover that. Discover your own, own your emotional word what is that that you want to uh, actually express and try to to feel that uh, I mean yeah or think of fear as a, as a, as something that that doesn't really have a power in this context and um, and then also I feel like all this is quite theoretical and I'm sure that theoretically <laughs> many people agree but how to bring it to the practice I would suggest discover the nature of your movements, the, the, the natural, um, your natural body language, which will help you to, to connect with your, your feelings. And then each and every move you do is going to be an expression of who you are and not, uh, and not artificially, but it's just going to happen because you understand each other so well, but you got to discover uh, and those are there are really good practices also in modern dance practices. There are really uh, a lot of good ones uh, when you understand certain um, uh, um, dance, like, you know, technical and practice things like what I teach a lot about um, the impacts on dance, like, for example, of, uh, of the my five elements thing with the rotation, contraction, falling, uh, continuity, isolation, like how do you approach um, those um, technical things? What does that tell you? So, uh, or when you take uh, a specific kind of music and you just keep improvising and then you keep uh, observing. Yeah, observation, that's a very important word. So, so many times our body knows better than our minds and then you just observe how your body wants it. And so that's a, that's a lot of studies, of course, there. So it's not just going to happen overnight, but there is also a lot of mod- uh, mental uh, work to do there, which is about validating your feelings, and being able to um, accept the flows of that, find that, find that link uh, between you and the music and your body. Excellent. Mercedes, thank you. This has been absolutely wonderful. I, I know everybody is like just swimming in ideas for the next time they stand in front, like in their dance space. The next time they're in there, they're just going to be like, all right, I'm just going to feel it. I'm just going to, I'm going <laughs> to let it fly right? You're in your house, you're on your own. Like this is the place to experiment with your body, right? To listen, open eared, as you said, like, and just, and just go for it. So I'm so excited for people to listen to this. Mercedes, can you tell people, how do they find you on the internet? How do they take classes with you? How can they, how can they join the party? How can they join the party? <laughs> yeah, let's join the party. Yeah, because I, I I feel like after talking about it so much, I would really love to share what I technically actually can advise, like or suggest uh, going there because because I I know it sounds so uh, abstract and sometimes it sounds so much like a 
like this purple blah blah like yeah i just feel it but i promise you i promise you there are good uh technical practices mm -hmm. you can do and and starting from from listening to music and reacting different ways and translating that into emotions or um the other way around experimenting um with different feelings in your body it's like there are a lot there there are actual structures there are methods that can that can help you but before you get into those methods it's important to decide that you that you're willing to and 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 mm -hmm. accept what we were just talking about so actually in my classes i am um, i have the nymph training uh class which is a weekly online and offline but um dance class uh this every tuesday and wednesday and um on those trainings I, I have them always recorded as well and and um it's in the evening actually so i mean for us so for, for we have some i have some students from america and so the timing is uh, morning but uh it's an international uh, class it's like it's every day a different topic and we work on that this stuff a lot we work on on uh, on understanding uh and discovering uh, so the, all this journey about about expressivity, and then I also have uh, online workshops on my website. Uh, it's always I always keep uh, uploading new ones, uh, but there are plenty already. Which are um, some of them are choreography, some of them are technique. But even we do even if we do choreography, I'm 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 building up a choreography understanding on talking about or working on on these specific topics that we were just mentioning about musicality and and natural expressions so yeah so they can find me on instagram uh my under my name <laughs> and then i have the website mercedesnieto.com and i'm also on facebook and um and yeah these are my weekly classes and i also have a, a camp coming up this is like a mini camp they can also, I mean, students can join online or offline at the end of october um where we are doing a lot of of, of experimenting but mm -hmm. also a choreography i actually really love teaching choreography because when i do that i'm not trying to push one idea through i'm trying to give options and i'm trying to help um and offer different ways of listening to music because i think it's always interesting when you learn how other people do that so you can build up your own so mm -hmm. in my case choreography is also more about that and so what I offer in the bundle is also one is a technique and one is a choreography workshop. Yes. And I think both of them are pretty much about all what we've been talking about. I hope you guys are going to enjoy it if you try it. And if you want to join me on the weekly classes online, you're welcome. So I have what I'll put links to all of that on the show notes page, everybody. So you can check out what Mercedes has on offer. You can check out her camps her and i'll link to the music albums too because i'm sure people will be interested oh, in yeah, that the music albums. thank you for doing that i always i always forget to mention them but uh, it's also interesting because the albums when i was i was working on them with uh, the composer uh like together so when when you listen to them especially the new ones if i had that took a long time to get ready we worked on it a lot and also with the pandemic meanwhile but you know it blends the 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 approach of a musician an, an egyptian uh native musician and um and a non-native dancer that's mm -hmm. me so i feel like that's that's I I think uh, when I, when we work on those music, we are trying to highlight specific things that are helping uh, the expression, the emotional expression, especially melody highlights uh, in the music. Uh, so even just listening to those music, I think, can help 
to understand a little bit more what we were talking about. So um, I like uh, I like to to advise. Uh, yeah, to, to listen to a lot of, of those musics. And it's not only me, other dancers also produce um, music in Egypt. And I think it's always a really, a really interesting uh, uh, way. It's, it's an interesting blend and mixture between the authentic and the, the dance ear um, mm-hmm. that, can teach, that, that can teach us a lot. So I, I actually, I learned this way a lot about music. And, um, and so I was trying to put that back into my music. So I would really love if you... You let me know how what you think about it if it helps yeah we'll link all of that up on the show notes page and mercedes i have one last question for you before we leave today uh we're trying to bring a positive spin to the pandemic silver linings and all that so <laughs> over the past 18 months of of all of this uh madness around the world what is the most positive dance experience you have had throughout covid you know it's I think I only had positive dance experiences throughout the COVID. And of course, I'm wonderful. I'm not mentioning like, yeah, cancellations of live events was, of course, uh, that was terribly hard and sad not to see uh, my friends and students. But the new things that came up uh, through being able to teach online, for example, or being able to to connect uh, people online, that was uh, like a whole new world to me. And it was an amazing experience. Uh, especially my weekly classes because like the the darkest month the darkest months of the pandemic when we were all locked down and it was winter here and then it was kind of I, I had this lost desperate feeling of like when you don't know how life is gonna like you know mm-hmm. like we all had that right yeah but then but then I had my classes uh and every week twice I could just tune in and turn on zoom and see my students internationally from so many places in the world and we just everything we felt everything we went through we just put it in you know we just put it in that that few hours of dancing if I was like we were talking about a little bit how everyone felt like or sometimes I got inspired like you know from the rain or from something I was like thinking that day like it was very like like organic uh, and but the, but the main thing about that was it was like a, it was like um, a therapy I don't know like to see mm-hmm. those people just twice a week reminded me how how much we are still connected and that how much we have uh, you know and how long way we have we have gone together like whatever in the middle of a pandemic we are still here and dancing in front of our computers and we can still smile and, and have fun and we can mm-hmm. have parties you know I baked the cake and I just put it in front of the camera <laughs> everybody watch me eat this delicious cake yeah yeah, yeah. I would just like imagine the taste visual <laughs> I mean we just had we had beautiful like we had really nice time together so what I I think the mo- most beautiful or, or uh, nicest most positive experience uh, dance-wise in this whole period is that we are so much stronger than we think and our love for dance and the community is just so much stronger and so much more and so much deeper than we would ever think when we are so much into our daily dance routine and activities and parties and social media and whatever but actually when it's when the sorry to say that the shit storm starts or something mm-hmm. really terrible happens we can really still be there and show up and connect and and keep sticking together as a community. I I, I feel so good about this community I, in so many ways. So I learned so much about it. I I have 
I have gained so much uh, from the, I mean, emotionally from that, you know, from those little, seeing those little Zoom screens on my computer mm -hmm. every week, twice, it just gave me so much inspiration. I constantly, I didn't want to give up or some days I wanted to give up on everything because <laughs> I was really depressed throughout it. I, I'm sure yeah. you understand. But then I saw these people and I'm like, no, I'm not going to give up and not even not getting on, but keeping each other inspired in times like that. That's a, that's a giant uh, uh, effect you can have on, on we can yeah. have on each other's lives. And, and so amazing. that was the most positive thing that the online world um, uh, was keeping the community together so beautifully and, and we were upholding each other and became, and I think we became stronger. And I think we also have a little bit more, I mean, our values, our goals in a way, I, I feel that they got a bit more like, I don't know, like, I wouldn't say pure more, you know, because I'm sure it was always that, but, but let's say like free of the, the pressure and the, the those, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you, if you know what I mean. I'm just like, I think I've connected to the essence of, 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 of why am I teaching and why am I dancing just throughout uh, this period of being able to yeah. teach online. So I'm really grateful for that. And, uh, and I learned so much. And, um, and I think I was just on an edge of a burnout before this whole thing happened. I was traveling too much. I was organizing mm -hmm. too much. I was working too much. I was overachieving. I was a perfectionist. Okay. I still am a little bit, but you're nobody ever stops being a perfectionist. We're just yes. recovering perfectionists. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay I accept it. But I, <laughs> But I feel like it has, it, it did teach me a lot. And, uh, and from the point of a, of a, of a burnout, coming back to an inspired and uh, not, it's not a constant thing. Of course, sometimes I, I'm afraid how it's going to, how it's going to be. I, I'm afraid how it's going to restart, what, how we're going to move on, what's next. I do have my fears, but I have a lot of, lot of trust um, in the community more than ever and a lot of inspiration. If we've come through this, we can come through anything. Hopefully. Awesome. Mercedes, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to share this take on musicality and expression with our listeners because I think it's just, it's a different way of looking at it that I almost feel makes it easier in a way. Amazing. I can't wait to see some videos popping up and, uh, and some of the, if the dancers are uh, doing my, the little challenge with me, it's, that's also like, yes. those are movements. That's going to be a little combo, but the whole thing is about, you know, a flow uh, that you can create and, and some expressive, uh, um, with some expressive elements that you can make your own and, uh, and, and experiment it with your own with with it on your own so i'm just um i'm just really curious if uh if i can see some videos popping up with some personal interpretations yes make sure you tag both of us on that so we can see it everyone thank you so much for listening mercedes thank you for being here and we will thank talk you. soon yeah bye. thank you for having me bye bye <laughs> See? Amazing. I absolutely adore Mercedes's take on this subject. 
how utterly connected musicality and expression are in this view just works for my brain. Hopefully, there are some of you listeners out there who feel the same way. I can't wait to hit the dance floor and start playing with this as a concept. If you want the links to Mercedes's website, courses, albums, and socials, you can find all of those at thebellydancebundle.com slash 88. Now, I'm off to go dance. I'm so inspired. I hope I'll see you on the dance floor. <laughs>